Hi, I'm Natalie, and you may know me from such podcasts as Infinitely Irrational, this one right here. Kay and I are both working on separate projects right now in these uh, interesting times. So in the meantime, I'm bringing in some amazing friends to help us through these trying times right now. My first guest is an instructional designer. We've worked together for a few years and we've realized actually that we've had a lot in common, including that alas, no judgment, we have both watched the Tiger King documentary on Netflix. So I'd like to virtually introduce you to Jennifer Stallman, <laughs> instructional designer extraordinaire. Welcome, Jennifer. Hi, Natalie. Thanks for inviting me today. I'm so excited we get to talk. We got to see each other for a little bit on Zoom. That was so nice. It was. It was. Tell me a little, what's your work life look like right now? My work life is, is, you know, very just computer based right now, like (laughs) everyone else's, right? I, what I've been working on the last couple of weeks is just a lot of preparing faculty to teach online, Mm -hmm. you know, just hanging out in my office. Um, I'll take little like almost breaks and go like sit on the couch and check my email and because I feel like that I don't. Exactly, exactly. My coworkers need the attention. So, so <laughs> I, I like I check email from there with the laptop and then do bigger things on the desktop. So I switch back and forth. I don't stay in one room. Some people like to hole up in one room, but I like to move around the house a little bit, I guess. I also don't have like children screaming in the background. So yeah, I'm, I'm able to do that. Yeah. Have you made it to the elusive outside in your backyard yet? Or has it been <laughs> just super busy for you right now? Um, I wander out every now and then. I wander out in the <laughs> backyard every now and then. Yeah. It's it's interesting. You know, it's been busy in a sense. Like it's going to be a wave. Like mm-hmm. it's going to be a couple of waves. Like right now is the prepping up, like mm-hmm. getting ready. And it'll dip a tiny bit, I'm sure. And then when, uh, you know, they flip the switch and everybody's online again, I expect it to get probably even busier then. You know, Fair because enough, you always yeah. think things are set up and perfect and ready to go. And there's always something to tweak or change. And now we've got many, many, many more people going through that so no doubt that's my work life right now just talking to people via phone or email a lot and giving webinars and doing that so you know you you said that you're talking to folks and you're helping a lot of faculty prep right now what Mm -hmm. does prepping for online delivery what does that kind of mean and what advice do you have for folks who are who are doing that Right That's now. a good question. Right now, like I, th- I think initially prep work is just very practical and technical. Like, and I feel like people really focus on that. They think about the online portion of it, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, how do I get my course into whatever LMS? You know, what resources do I have that I can use? How do I, how do I take what I've been developing in the classroom and, you know, kind of turn that on its ear a little bit? Um, so right now I think it's that just very practical. And I think what I've tried to do is insert pedagogy into that more. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I feel like that's a good way to reach people. If you just come at them with, well, here is the why of why you're doing all this. I don't think they're quite ready for that, especially in this scenario. No doubt. Because these are... This is a completely, you know, I've, yeah. I've been, I've worked in online education for a long time at this point. And this mm-hmm. is, 
this is not normal in any way, shape, or form for, for <laughs> even so for true. going online, right? It takes time. It takes preparation. You know, you have to wrap your mind around doing it. And there just isn't a lot of time to do that right now. One thing that you told me, you and I have had lots of conversations about this, but one thing you and I told, or you had told me, you asked them is, have they ever been an online student? And yeah. you know, what's the reaction when you ask them that? How do you kind of turn that into, you know, okay, so we've got a base to start with and now we can improve from that? It's through the years, that number has definitely shifted. You know, when I first started a lot of, you know, working online, the not a lot of people had been students, so they didn't mm-hmm. understand the student perspective. And that number has just gotten more and more and more. And it's awesome for online teaching because if you've been a student before, you understand what that student experience is. You understand when I say things like online students can feel isolated very quickly, you understand that's a true statement. It's not just, just stuff that I'm making right. up, right? And I think too, it's also, you don't have to necessarily be in a class. You could have, if you want to learn how to speak a language, you've got Rosetta Stone. You want to learn how to change a tire, you can watch a YouTube video. So there's lots of online, I think. And that's, that's a, yeah, that's another, that's, that's an interesting side of this too. You know, now we all learn more online, whether we realize we're doing it or not. I mean, how many times do we, we search on YouTube for something, how to do something, right? So, so we're, we're all learning online more. Yeah. I think one thing that's different, you talked about how things were different from a normal semester if you were going to go teach online and, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. then we'd be focusing more on the active learning and, you know, really digging into pedagogy and engagement and things like that. But one thing that I I think is, is useful and helpful is that instructors have already developed relationships with students, which makes a yes. huge difference, I, I think, because, you know, even though we've got this shift and we talked about, you know, online learning can be isolating because mm-hmm. they've already developed the relationships, they're already halfway there. So how, how do you talk Absolutely. To, to what do you what do you talk to your instructors about, you know, just with the shift and maybe even that they developed relationships before and so how they can leverage that. What do you think? Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's kind of like they've, they've already, they're already a, a step up when it comes to developing, developing their course for online because they don't have to worry kind of a, as much about that. Getting to um, know them. Yeah. That engagement, communication, like Which building we'll a talk community. About- Yeah, which we'll talk about in a a future episode. (laughs) What would you tell instructors who say that things aren't the same and that they're they're sad about it? What what would you tell them? You know, those are totally valid feelings to have. And I respect that and acknowledge that when they say it. But you can't get mired up in that. You know, you can't just because you're not going to physically be in a classroom with your students you can grieve that, but you can't just stay in that, right? You have to mm-hmm. look at it and go, okay, this is what I'm tasked with now. And he, we have all these tools that can kind of replicate, maybe not exactly, but maybe in a different way that is also really cool, right? Mm-hmm. Like using WebEx or Zoom and having video conferences and video office hours. A program that I used last semester that I loved, an app was Remind. That mm-hmm. app that lets you, you know, have you used that? I actually use Google Voice. <gasps> nice, nice. Yeah, something like that that lets you lets your new students text. You know, it's so kind for, of where for they folks live. I haven't so. heard about what Remind is. Do you want to talk a little about what that is? 
Yeah, it basically replicates a phone number. So you're not giving out your personal phone. And it's an app that lets you communicate via text with your students. And it's just, it's really nice because you could still use your phone, but it's not, you know, you're not sharing your personal number. You can text individually, you can text the group. Yeah, it's pretty cool. As As instructors are building their courses, what advice do you have for them with respect to just course build in general? What should they be looking at? What should they be thinking about right now? I think they should be really focusing, focusing heavily on your student learning outcomes and like laser focus on those. What are the most efficient ways at this point to get your students to that point, to meeting those student learning outcomes? Because right now, I feel like we're trying to get through the rest of the semester with as many students as we can keep and keep engaged with all of our sanity as we, as we can maintain. And, yeah, you, you know, you know, I was reading a thing somebody posted. So I love memes. And, you know, every yes, time I see something that I. looks meme like I try to um, <laughs> I try to instantly read it. And somebody posted a kind of serious one the other day, which is they said that they we are not working from home. We are tr- we are at home trying to work during a crisis. And yeah, there's there's yeah. a big difference there. And what we're going through, some people, you know, have kids at home. Some people have, you know, whatever it is that their home situation, uh, that's what they're trying to work through, whether it's developing a class or whatever. But that's also what our students are going through as exactly. well. Exactly. That's and important to remember. This is so unprecedented. You know, everyone is affected by this. This isn't an event like, you know, like, like um, Harvey, where mm-hmm. it was like, you know, let me let me give in, our our, uh, our listeners a little bit of context oh, there. Back in 2017, uh, we were both in Texas, and and our college that we worked at was sustained damage in Hurricane Harvey. Six of our nine buildings were uh, sustained damage, and we had to shift 80 percent of our courses face to face to online in short order. And so we kind of have already gone through a similar situation where we had instructors that were not necessarily prepared or eager to shift to an <laughs> online learning mod or mod- And so Jennifer and I, along with Kay, who's my co-host for the um, the regularly scheduled Infinitely Irrational, all we we work together as a team to make sure that all our faculty were supported, along with others. Of course, it wasn't just the three of us, but definitely that was that was a huge thing. And so there are similarities here. I'm sorry. Please go ahead now that I've given them context. (laughs) But but I mean, you know, that was true. People could look outside of that situation and look into it because even though you mentioned me as a part of your school at that time. Remember, I actually wasn't, but I was working in another department that supported your Mm -hmm. school. Mm -hmm. And so I was even kind of a little step out of that. But everyone in this area was going through something similar. But you know, like people in Missouri weren't going through the same thing. This, what we're going through now, you know, the whole world is affected Mm -hmm. at some Mm -hmm. point or will be affected at some point. I mean, it's just utterly unprecedented. I feel like we just have to maintain, and this is going to sound so like Pollyanna, but kindness and empathy toward everyone, toward ourselves, mm-hmm. 
you know, toward our yeah. students, the people we work with, because we have no idea what they're going through. You know, we like right now they they're losing jobs. Like you said, mm-hmm. they've they've got kids at home and they're taking care of. Maybe they've got some old people in the nursing right. home. They're really right. yeah. I mean, everybody's got those worries Something and concerns, going right? Exactly, even, exactly. Even if you don't have anything going on right now, for example, I'm fortunate in that I can I can create this content. I have the space, the mental space mm-hmm. to create this content. But there are some days that honestly, I get up and I just feel like I, uh, I just want to lay on the couch. And- <laughs> well, and that's those are totally valid feelings mm-hmm. too. And I, I I really like that. And I think we both have done this. We both joined like groups on Facebook that are all talking about you know switching to online teaching mm-hmm. and things like that. And I feel like the conversation at those places and other places has been very supportive Positive. like and, and, yeah. and understanding that mm-hmm. like one of the first, you, I also love a meme. We both know this about each other. Do you remember early on, somebody was like, oh man, don't quote me if I get this wrong, but wasn't it Sir Isaac Newton came up with his theory of gravity during like the Black Plague? So people were like, oh, you know, all these amazing things can happen while you're quarantined. Like nobody needs that pressure, right? Right. You also need to hear the message that, you know what, if some days all you can do is kind of lay flat for a while and then go eat some carbs, that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's okay too. It takes a lot of mental energy mm-hmm. to deal with everything that's going on right now. No doubt. I mean, and by the way, no uh, you talked about Sir Isaac Newton, that guy, um, <laughs> just like shout out to math history, which is the main oh, topic oh. of the podcast. But yeah. uh, Isaac Newton actually was interested in learning about, you know, some mathematical concept. And so he stuck a bodkin, which is kind of like a large needle in his eye to look at the stars. Oh, and what? people were like, why'd you stick this in your eye, dude? And he was like, well, his mom actually was like, don't, don't be weird. <laughs> too late though, you know, so and, anyway, people, man. All of that People's to say, moms always always trying to fix stuff. Moms <laughs> are always why right. we, we need to listen to moms. And actually, uh, Ben Orlin, who's one of my favorite authors, he wrote this book called "The You Know uh, Change Is the Only Constant: The Wisdom of Calculus in a Madcap World." So, if you're looking for some interesting reading, you can definitely. It's very Ooh. relatable. He's actually the one where I read it, and so you know maybe Kay and I will add that in a future podcast. But anyway, so Jennifer, thank you so much for for talking to us about you know just kind of. Of getting started and online. I know we still have some other topics that we want to discuss and we'll do that in a couple of episodes from now. And so thank you so much for spending time with us today. You are welcome anytime. Awesome. Thanks for listening. If you have questions for me or Jennifer, please feel free to send an email to podcast at infinitelyirrational.com or you can connect with us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Alternatively, you can visit our website at infinitelyirrational.com. 